0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Boss Bitch. Hey, guys. We have an interview today with Jacqueline Gabardi. She is a licensed acupuncturist, herbalist, holistic fertility coach,
1: small business owner, all around Boss Bitch. Oh, yeah. She talks so much about Western medicine versus Eastern medicine, Mm -hmm. the female body, which you know is our jam. Yeah. We're all about it. We're all about it.
0: And she gave us a lot of
1: very good tips. Oh, I she read our tongues. Yeah, she read it. Yeah, you're <laughs> gonna like it. You're gonna like it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi, welcome to Boss Bitch Podcast.
0: Yeah, we are here with another fascinating episode with another fascinating boss bitch. What do you know? You know, Jacqueline Gabardi.
1: Hi. It's like Bacardi, but with a G. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically the
2: We're same so excited. word. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited. That's the only word I can think of that like truly rhymes. Yeah. Up. It's and
1: perfect. You can yep. wrap your brain around it, too. Yeah. You're like, got it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not quite, but like, yeah.
1: I'm going to remember your last name for the rest of my life because I have a memory <laughs> trick bad. now. Bacardi.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Party. laughs> it's like they're Bacardi. Like, they're like, mom, do you love us? And you're like, <laughs>
0: What does it mean? <laughs> it's like your own personal mm-hmm. rosebud. Yeah, she
2: sang that.
1: People will be talking about it for
0: years. <laughs> oh, I know. And uh, yeah. Oh God. Sorry. I just. I almost. I got another waft. It's very hot in LA today. Yes. Um. I got another hot or- air.
1: Hot air where breeze. It's come
0: from it's probably a ghost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hi, Jacqueline. Hi, <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> hi.
0: Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the yeah, podcast. Of course. Um, we mm. have been friends for a while. I've been following. I mean, you have a blog. I mean, let's just. Where should we even? Let's begin? start at the beginning. Let's start at
2: the very beginning. So tell us what you do. So I'm an acupuncturist, an Mm -hmm. herbalist, and I'm a holistic fertility coach also. Wow. Which is basically just a term that I made up because I was like, how do I describe to people what I do? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's no such thing as like licensed holistic fertility coach. Well, there should be. (laughs) There should be. I know. I should start like a licensing Licensing? program. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But it's basically that I work a lot with like fertility awareness method and helping women understand their cycles. Mm -hmm. So it's both for purposes of like optimizing fertility and then also like for women who aren't interested in conceiving but just want to regulate their cycle, understand their hormones, um, deal with things like menstrual pain or um, PMS, things like that. But I do also deal with a lot of women who are trying to conceive and trying to optimize their fertility, many women who are going through IVF. Yeah, um, and assisted reproductive technology like IUIs, insemination, stuff like that. What's IUI? I IUI know. is intrauterine insemination, and oh. so the difference is there's, um, you can basically inseminate just vaginally, and this similar to like natural conception, like mm-hmm. where the sperm would be left right at the cervix, yeah, in the vagina, and then intrauterine um, insemination is when you go into a doctor's office and they actually thread a catheter into your uterus and leave the sperm at the top of the uterus so it has less space to swim Mm -hmm. and it can be it can be exactly timed like with medication or by understanding when you ovulate it can be timed exactly for when you ovulate Mm -hmm. whereas um some people just do insemination at home like the turkey baster method yeah is that um, real is that a real thing yeah i mean you don't necessarily use Use a turkey baster but there are like instruments that some people use to just inseminate at home yeah especially if there's no known fertility issues and you're just using like just it. known sperm like from your dude friend or whatever mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. just do it at home oh, and, wow. it does, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be as specific you could do it like similar to natural conception you could just mm-hmm. like do it several days leading up to ovula- ovulation so it's as similar to like conceiving via sex yeah. as um as anything else mm-hmm. yeah I,
1: I, I first of all, want to say I'm so excited because I'm fascinated by this fertility stuff currently. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, Lindsay was just saying
0: how she wanted to be a doula. Uh, I'm, I'm, doula. I'm like,
1: all about the lady she's business. like, fuck TV. <laughs> fuck
0: entertainment. No, I'm going to be a doula. She was, like, she was like really like strongly considering it. And Lindsay has also had a bunch of different uh, jobs in her lifetime.
1: Yeah. Lots of, lots of different jobs. But I've... So... My husband and I are not trying to conceive at the moment, but we know that we want to have kids, so I'm trying to become more educated about fertility and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away when I got the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which we've mentioned on this podcast before. Mm -hmm. And how... Sponsored by... (laughs) Taking (laughs) Charge of Your Fertility. (laughs) Um, How ignorant i was about what the fuck
2: was going on with my body yeah i hear mm-hmm. that all the time it's straight up crazy it's yeah. insane and i've actually heard women say that taking charge of your sh- for your fertility should be the book that like they give to 13 year olds when they get their period yes it's like, like, we should all be talking about this and know this because so often it gets to the point where it's like in your 30s, you finally go off the pill, you start thinking about having babies and then mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck yeah. has been happening to me the, for the past yes. however many years? And no, it's like no one knows what's going on with their cycles, what's going on with their hormones, what fertile signs are, how... how wide open their fertile window is because yeah. a lot of people just think you know you see it on TV it's like I'm ovulating today we gotta do it right now <laughs> no, quick. we can't we hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so people, you have a 30 second window <laughs> people think that's what it is and so people so often people just like they get the fertility monitor and it gives them a smiley face literally mm-hmm. there are fertility monitors yeah. they give you smiley faces on your fertile days mm-hmm. and um, it dumbs it down so much and then they think like oh this is the one day I have to have sex and then they miss it Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. often women miss their fertile window and your fertile window should be about like five to seven days long. Yeah, wow. um, so you should be timing intercourse consistently throughout the fertile window leading up to ovulation. And the reason why the f- fertile window is so long is because men's sperm can live in women's bodies. It for never dies. Oh, <laughs> it's like a tapeworm. <laughs> well, the funny, is the, the funny thing is the rest of your cycle, the, um, I'm sure you you know this. If the cervical been, mucus. If you've been, <laughs> yeah. oh been looking at taking yeah, you've been looking at taking charge taking taking charge of your fertility, you know about the cervical mucus. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the cycle, it's too acidic for sperm to sur- survive in, so it dies pretty quickly. But during the fertile window, it basically your cervical mucus, it's like this weird alien thing where like mm. it starts to mimic sperm. Ooh. So What? I didn't know this. <laughs> so the, the pH and the consistency are the most like sperm during your fertile window. And so that's why it can help uh, sperm to survive. And there's like little pockets in your vagina where the sperm can like camp out for several days. Ooh, it's wow. really bizarre. Wow. But um, a lot of women don't know that. And so a lot of women don't know that you're supposed to, you know, if you ovulate on cycle day 14, you should really start timing it course at least like cycle day eight nine ten right like pretty pretty um pretty much if you do it every other day starting out like cycle day eight then that's like the ideal sort of timing that's what a lot of doctors will tell Mm -hmm. women to do Mm -hmm. but so many people don't know that they they think it's just like a one time on cycle day 14 and then that's it yeah Fun fact about me, I usually don't ovulate until cycle day 18. Wow. Lots of women do. And lots of women, they ovulate early and miss it. So if they're assuming cycle day 14 and they ovulate on the 12th or 13th day, it's like long gone by the time they're trying. Mm -hmm. I have like 32-day cycles, so I don't ovulate until like, what was that cycle day? 17, 18. Yeah. 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 It's perfectly normal. I know. Your bodies don't have body. to be a mystery, lady. <laughs> uh, check my tongue. <laughs> does my tongue see when I ovulate? <laughs> no, but your pulse does.
1: Ooh, really? hmm Wow. I didn't know that. Man. This is already amazing. I know, we, <laughs> know, we have free <laughs> medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact, this is um, one of two times that we have a male producer... Um, So Julian is learning a lot about the female body, too, which is
2: important. You're welcome. Yeah, You're
1: fucking welcome. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think it's just as important for us to talk about it for us, for our own understanding and also to talk about it for for men's understanding, too, because it's like there are certain times of your cycle where you're like i'm horny and i want to have sex and there's other parts of your cycle where you're like Mm -mm. i will kill you if (laughs) you look at me (laughs) so it's like if dudes have like a clue into like what part of the cycle is that it really helps like just avoid uh needless conflict
1: absolutely i
2: gotta read that book you
1: should you can borrow mine once i'm done okay cool another
2: good book which is less scientific Mm because that's like that's like a reference book. Yes. That's a book I've never sat down and read cover to cover because it's like thick. It's mm-hmm. super thick. But it's it's like the Bible. It has a bunch of information. I mean, the Bible of... Of women's Vaginas. reproductive health, it's not like the actual Bible. <laughs> no. um, Very different. not like true, right? <laughs> it's not like really fun to read. Um, but another good book that talks about the phases of the cycle uh-huh. and hormones and sort of like how you feel at the different phases of the cycle is Code Red. Code Red Ooh. by um, okay. Lisa Lister, and so okay. it's a pretty quick read. And and not have to write this down because we were recording. Right. <laughs> okay. You're like, oh, I yeah. resist it's Also not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a that's a that's a, like, more kind of, like, paperback novel size book. And she just goes through, like, the phases of the cycle and charting your cycle and what mm-hmm. it feels like in the different phases so that you can also understand, like, kind of emotionally what you're expecting throughout the different phases. Oh, very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I cool that, for
0: sure. Yeah, so let's talk about you. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so, again, knowing a little bit, like, about – I mean, because you start y- – this is not what you thought you would do. Like, I think you, you started in the, like a pre med, right? You started yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I'll, I. You talk about <laughs> it. I don't know why. I'm really awful at this. Why <laughs> do I don't have a podcast? I don't have a fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, um, Jacqueline, go for it. Just.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I basically wanted to be a doctor my whole life. And then, um, I sort of, right before I went to college, I was like, wait, do I want to be a doctor? Mm -hmm. That sort of sounds miserable to go to medical school and, like, have a residency and all these things. Um, Especially just because, like, that whole, like, cutthroat competition thing. I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't really on board for it. So Mm -hmm. when I got to college, I started as a pre-med and then was sort of like, let's see where I go with this. And I, Mm -hmm. and even for the rest of college, I was sort of like not sure what I was going to do. And with a biology degree, which is what I had, you basically have like two options. You can, um, you can go the pre-med route and take your MCATs and go to medical school, which was an option. That's what most of my classmates did, but I was still just like, I don't think I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you can go, um, like grad school route, get your master's, your PhD and become like, a research scientist and so I kind of like dipped my toe in that world and was like wow these people are miserable (laughs) at least into the genetics lab that I worked at when I was an undergrad and I decided I didn't want to do that either so when I graduated school I didn't really know what I was going to do but I had a strong interest in herbalism Mm -hmm. so I was like oh well I could be an herbalist that's sort of like a different way of being a doctor and then with the herbalism route you can go pretty much two paths you can go down like the western herbalist route Mm -hmm. um and which is, like, sort of tied into, like, there's, like, homeopathy and there's naturopaths and, like, there's there's different routes that way that I just didn't choose. I ended up sort of just, like, poking my head into the acupuncture Chinese medical world. Um, and at the time, I was just like, I need to start grad school within a year of graduating college. Otherwise, I have to start paying my student loans. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. No thanks. No thanks. So, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just start – I'll just take a class at this place that this um, – where I ended up going to grad school is called Dongguk University in Koreatown. And um, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm here to be an, an herbalist. And they were like, oh, okay, well, we don't just do one thing. Like mm-hmm. They were like, it's Chinese medicine. You yeah. do everything. You're an acupuncturist and an herbalist. And I was like, okay, well, what is acupuncture like? I had mm-hmm. no idea. And the first time I ever went and got acupuncture, I remember mm. I started – Uh, grad school also like I moved back to LA because there was I had like been living in Portland for a few months and there was like a weird friendship relationship like I was basically like in that like early 20s like graduated college Mm -hmm. confused out of my mind like very stressed out and just had just moved back to LA and the first time I ever got acupuncture was like so what are you getting acupuncture for And I was like (laughs) I don't know I'm just trying it Mm -hmm. and he's like so are you like stressed and I was like mm, I might be and I just start crying uh, <laughs> just like lose my shit oh my god and he was like it was like this old man um intern at my school and he was like uh okay we'll just do a treatment for stress then yeah, I'm <laughs> like, like I just like, want to help <laughs> I, I know he was like how do I get this woman to stop yeah. crying um and so I tried acupuncture for the first time and I loved it and actually at the time, I. Um, I I mean, part of the reason why I was like, I don't know what I would even treat is because like, we're so ingrained to think like, unless your arm's falling off, like there's nothing wrong with you. I'm not bleeding. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine. Even though I, for the past 10 years have been suffering from intense menstrual cramps and my periods would only come once every six months. I was like, I'd been to the OBGYN and they're always just like, oh, that's, it's normal. Take the pill. I don't know. I, go yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's some pharmaceuticals. Yeah, exactly. and I tried the pill, and the pill is a bad option for me. Some mm-hmm. women are just way more sensitive to it, and mm-hmm. so it just make me feel crazy. Mm-hmm. And so. When I started actually doing acupuncture regularly, they were like, oh, your periods don't sound normal. It, mm-hmm. You shouldn't be in this much pain. You shouldn't have this much bleeding. You shouldn't, your period, your cycle shouldn't be so long. Like every, yeah. I was only getting a period like two or three times a year. Oh Jeez. my God. Yeah. And so, uh, but again, I'm fine. I'm normal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, Of course. Yeah. with <laughs> yeah. me totally cool. yeah. Why? <laughs> and so the, um, the interns at my school, as they were treating me with acupuncture and herbs, um, I was basically able to just like, cure my my decade long of dysmenorrhea which is menstrual pain and irregular cycles um which like I didn't even know was possible yeah um and then on top of that like I had a lot of stress and a lot of digestive issues that got much much better and I just was sort of amazed by how many options there were that it's not just like dire straits basically it's like you can feel better Every day you can Mm -hmm. have, you can actually use preventative medicine so that you don't get to the point where you're like really (laughs) dying before you actually go to the hospital or the doctor. Cause I was sort of raised with the idea of like, you're fine. Yeah, (laughs) like absolutely. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. Stop complaining.
1: I feel like it's also a very Western badge of honor of, oh yeah, I walked around with this gash on my leg for two days before I went to the doctor, you know, like people think being miserable is almost... Just what you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very strange. I know. I had a broken arm for like three weeks. Are My you parents serious? were like, that still hurts? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're like, I bet
2: your uncle could look at it. He's yeah, a podiatrist, you, Exactly. Exactly. Like uh That's bones, right? <laughs> fuck
1: well.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Uh i don't know what do you do for that antibiotics (laughs) yeah cool take a an advil yeah (laughs) just ice it yeah exactly not a a good not a good scene
1: (laughs) hi mom (laughs) and dad love you yeah um so you start school and did it obviously it opened a whole new world for you did you Mm -hmm. immediately did it click for you like oh this is it this is what i want to do yeah
2: pretty quickly i was like oh like this is how I get to be a doctor mm-hmm. and like I get to, I pretty much immediately realize like, Oh, I want to work with women and I want to like help them mm-hmm. understand their bodies and f- figure out what's going on and feel better so that it's not just like some sentence of like pain to be a woman. Like, it's not just like, you're a woman. So like deal with all of this shit, because yeah. that, the, the interesting thing that I learned more and more was like, science and medicine are like especially western western medicine is very much built around this like patriarchal pa- patriarchal idea of like daddy knows best mm-hmm. like women are crazy (laughs) old white guy doctor gonna tell you what's what yeah and like let me just turn off your period with this birth control or let me turn off your fertility for 10 years and then like Mm -hmm. when you want to have a baby let's just like flip the switch and turn it back on and there's no in between like it's like everything is like externally controlled there's Mm -hmm. no idea of like your body can do this on its own it's actually built to do this absolutely it's just so confused by like modern day like our diets and our life cycle, our, our, uh, our, uh, lifestyles, like Mm -hmm. even just like electronics and like the food we eat and, you know, our exposure to plastics and toxins and things like that. Like those all affect our endocrine system. They all affect the way our hormones are released. And so it's not like we're all just like sentenced to like, you must have menstrual pain. You must have irregular cycles. You must have PMS. That's part of being a woman. It's like, no nope. <laughs> have to. no, they're just signs that your body is like out of balance mm-hmm. yeah and uh, then it, we
0: never think about balance in terms i mean like the way I, I grew up around medicine i think we never thought about balance no or anything like that and i remember the and i we talked a lot about my septate uterus at a different episode with mary purdy oh, check it out interesting i won't talk about <laughs> won't revisit that yet but i remember the moment where they were like where most of my life it was like don't get pregnant don't get pregnant and then they were like wait but what if you want to get, but it's time to get pregnant, yeah. you know, where it's yeah. just like, but
1: what? It Hi. Does, it, 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 those aren't the two things that I have to worry about in my life. Those aren't yeah. the only two things. Yeah. Yeah. And also like that, that switch where it's just like, well, time to do this idea
0: hard. Yeah. You're doing this idea hard. And now right. like, this is the switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to 30. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cause so <laughs> many women say that like when they were on the pill and when they're in their. Teenagers and early twenties, it's like mm-hmm. they were so scared to get yes. pregnant. Yes. I feel that like totally. It's like those times that you're like your periods like and you're like oh, yeah, no. fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, got plans. Exactly. I can't. Um, but like but then all of a sudden when you hit your thirties, that's when mm-hmm. it's like, oh now you're supposed to care and understand it and yeah. not be scared anymore. Yeah. It's like
0: what? So <laughs> fucking weird. It's such
2: a brain trick like yeah it's it's really bizarre and I find that also a big part of it is just like this idea that like in western society like we're all just supposed to act like men mm-hmm. uh-huh. like you, there's no variance to like what your mood does like throughout your cycle whereas like no actually your mood changes a lot during your cycle like are yeah. sometimes when you feel more extroverted sometimes when you feel more introverted sometimes when you're like you're during your period, your brain is actually like your left side and right brain are equally active. So they're both talking and mm-hmm. like you can actually like have more creativity. And oh. there's like so many different things that if you understand it, you can work with it rather than against it. But there's mm-hmm. this idea of like, no, it's just you're supposed to be the same every day. You're uh-huh. supposed to be consistent and reliable. Yeah. And it's like that is such a poisonous little idea to plant in your head because then anytime that you feel irritable or you feel like you want to be alone it's like i'm broken and i'm being a bitch bitch. yeah (laughs) like no you're not you're actually just like a human you're Mm -hmm. a human woman who has hormones that change Mm -hmm. yeah like especially during pregnancy like your hormones go through the roof when you're pregnant i can't even imagine like Mm -hmm. progesterone normally goes up to like 20 during a regular cycle and when you're pregnant it can go up to like 300 yeah. <laughs> yes. and your your body again like can get used to it and like it's sort of these surges of hormones that your body gets used to but still it's like don't then like so often the third trimester is when women are like we're redecorating our house and i'm like oh are you sure <laughs> <laughs> is that a good idea uh. so i've seen it before oh, no. <laughs> we're moving to london that. isn't yeah. that exciting Pompeii red yeah okay like i want to be excited for you yeah but i'm also like really scared.
0: (laughs) oh man that's fucking crazy i pregnant uh, okay Uh, yeah i'm just processing it we're in it's it's a lot to think about yeah (laughs) yeah but let's get back to you okay Let's let's get back to babies more um but okay, so you so you were in school and how long was school was grad school?
2: So it for me it was four and a half years. Mm-hmm. For Just still master's, time. That's a long yeah. That's still um, my like MFA in writing
1: was only two years, <laughs> guys. Yeah. I went to college for a semester, <laughs> but cosmetology
2: school took a year, so yeah. got that going. No, I mean, like, there are people who are teachers who went to grad school for like a year and a half, yeah. Like, I want that's a, a long time, grad school, but um, yeah, the program itself is like if you absolutely pack it down, you could do it in three years, but mm-hmm. I was working at the same time, yeah, I had a few like like rich uh like kids i went to school with who were like why don't you just go to school and not work and i was like like cool idea i have rent <laughs> and food to buy um yeah i love that idea you right. want me to pay you to be your friend yeah <laughs> oh. Will your that? parents adopt me yeah <laughs> a 23 year old um so yeah it took me four and a half years and then um after you finish school you study you sort sort of concurrent with the end of school you study for your boards mm-hmm. and take your boards which in california there's some for acupuncture and herbs there are some states that just default to the national um accreditation but california is actually the most strict so i should also say mm-hmm. some people can go to school for two years for acupuncture in other states okay but they might May or may not also have learned herbs, or it might just be like a more condensed program where they have like we have a bunch of clinical hours, and most other states have way less clinical hours. Mm-hmm. California's just oops, It's okay, it happened. Um, California's just the most strict, um, state in terms of licensing. So, um, once I finished school and all my like intern hours in school, then I went and took my boards, which they only offered the boards twice a year. Which oh like, damn is. It, that is crazy because yeah. they're like if you fail wait put your months. life on hold <laughs> mm-hmm. don't pursue this wait. career you've you're gonna been feel like for shit it. for four and a half years <laughs> after college exactly <laughs> so um, and also because they only give it they only offer it twice a year they offer it in Sacramento mm-hmm. and it used to be Ontario, but I think they moved it to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. But lucky me, I got to go up to beautiful Sacramento. Yeah, baby. Dreams <laughs> do come true. Capital of California. Yeah. <laughs> I got to stay a block away from the convention center. <laughs> I will say, as gross as Sacramento was,
1: good, good food. Yeah? Really?
2: Yeah, interesting. good food. Good like to know. San Fram-esque, like, you know, like farm to table good wine yeah all right right. i guess that makes sense sense i know huh Huh. but like garbage city
0: yeah i can't i know i know some lovely people from there but like after listening to a lot of my favorite murder, like all of like the weird, like murdery, yeah. strange, and also Claire from The Bachelor was from there, and you're just like <laughs> she was bad news. I don't know? know Claire. I don't so, know if I watched that season. Uh, she was a runner-up. Why am I talking about this? Uh, <laughs> it was, always goes back to The, the Bachelor. Runner-up uh, Juan Pablo's season, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <Don't worry.
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> Passion Paradise, two seasons in a row. I'm getting on at this anyway. So you took them and you passed them. Yes. Cool. You didn't have to go to long beach or Uh, yeah
2: or ontario yeah yeah
0: what would you do if you didn't okay if you didn't pass them like if you don't pass the california bar you're like you clerk until you take it like what would you could you just keep like what would you do if you didn't pass yeah
2: so i at the time Mm -hmm. i was working front desk for an acupuncturist so i could have just kept working for her but that was like a three day a week job Mm because at the time i was doing it concurrent with school yeah um so i probably i guess i probably would have just like been a barista or something Mm -hmm. for six months um but also even the situation where i i met this woman while i was in grad school and she asked me to interview with her and asked me to work with her and that's super rare because there's no like even though we intern in school there's no situation where like you find a mentor, you, like, find someone to work with. Like, there was always people in school, like, I wish I had that situation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Because some people would go and, like, you know, intern, like, with our professors or something. But otherwise, a lot of people didn't work in actual clinics. Yeah. Which is the other big reason why a lot of acupuncturists who have um, studied, gone through school, pass the boards still don't practice Hmm. is because they don't teach you anything about running a business or like what it's like to actually work in the acupuncture clinic it's like at that point when you graduate even if you pass your boards you've only really worked in the school clinic yeah oh yeah so it's like so many people just don't like I've seen it with so many of my colleagues where they just like don't pay their business taxes or they don't you know Mm-hmm. find a place to rent out Over or don't get started money or yeah don't know how to market and th- then they're just like it's too hard and they stop doing it mm-hmm. it's like it's not too hard you just didn't really try yeah <laughs> yeah but there are so many other
0: components like I had an interview before you about like uh, all the parts of running a business you don't learn when you're training to do the service that you're training to do so once you get thrown in you're like okay I guess this is also to
2: make it work business yeah (laughs) yeah which I mean it is a huge part of it like I luckily got to see someone else running running their Mm -hmm. business and then I also did a bunch of sort of like online I did this thing called B school, which is like this online sort of like business school where they teach you about oh. online marketing. Cool. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. so I really felt like I needed all of that. And then we also are required to take continuing education units. So there's a small mm-hmm. percentage of those that are geared out of the 50 units you take every two years. I think five of them are supposed to be towards like practice management. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. But even that I took one of them with this guy it was like an audio tape and i listened to it in my car and i kept just yelling at this guy because he was like this old dude who's like i know everything about running a practice Mm -hmm. and he just kept saying the stupidest things he was like he's like what about advertising you know what about like radio advertising <laughs>
0: i was just like you're like uh-huh. what <laughs> he, at one like, point put out an ad in the newspaper <laughs> yeah what about the that? wanted ads what about fires
2: <laughs> what about <laughs> passing out fires
0: <flyers? laughs> it's like oh, oh god He's also should... like brainstorms on one-sided <laughs> brainstorming <surgery session. laughs> what, what, what about this how do you feel about this yeah yeah oh why don't you start a wow. pyramid scheme yeah wow <laughs> yeah wow i'm really inspired <laughs> my own voice i'm so smart that's the end of the tape <laughs> good luck
2: end of tape one of 20 tapes <laughs> yeah. like another thing he said he was like how do you guys decorate your clinic and he was like he's like my my chairs in my treatment room they're wicker chairs and and i was like
1: oh that sounds
2: down <laughs> he's like you know i think kinda, that's the secret yeah he was like they kind of break and fall apart and i was like why are you stab you
0: <laughs> so you have patio furniture <laughs> In your office, in your medical office,
2: <laughs>
1: that you just admitted are broken down pieces of shit. Great, cannot wait.
2: And then no. to visit you, and then he thinks to himself, "I should teach other people how to do yeah. this. <laughs> well, let
0: me do this. I can do this." Yeah, but you have a very strong uh, online marketing aesthetic, and you have a blog, and I feel like there's so many components that are very like fun about your practice. Whereas I think when someone thinks of like holistic fertility, they're not like a party you know <laughs> you make it very fun
2: well yeah and I feel like also I feel like I'm sort of like trying to appeal to women my age and women yeah. who are like me and so like I don't want it to be like you know I heard a rat an ad for that place on the radio mm-hmm. like I, I think it's probably more geared towards my sort of like niche of people to like run an Instagram ad or like yeah. write a blog post that gets you know reblogged somewhere or totally. like, you know, whatever it is. Like something that's just a little a little bit more tuned into who I'm talking to. Because like, yes, if that dude is talking to like a sixty five year old who needs a knee replacement, mm-hmm. like maybe a radio ad is right up their alley. <laughs> absolutely. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's prime marketing for me.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Um so then you you uh worked with this woman who kind of took you under her wing mentored you and how long did you do that so
2: I worked with her for four years okay so that was like while I was in I guess I think it was probably like three years while I was in wait now I'm getting my numbers all wrong um it's like two years while I was in school because we we're like halfway through um and so that that's when I was working front desk mm-hmm. and then when I graduated um basically within the first like year or so it took some like figuring out how we were going to do it. But within the first, like, actually six months, I started working for her as an acupuncturist. Like, Mm -hmm. she took me on as an employee. And -hmm. then I worked with her there for three years Mm -hmm. before I started my own practice. Cool. Which was actually, like, a really great way to do it because part of the big problem that so many acupuncturists have, and, I mean, so many, like, service-based industries, service-based businesses, is that they, like train and they're like I know how to do this and they start Mm -hmm. their business and then they open the doors and it's like crickets Crickets. (laughs) and crickets are anxiety producing (laughs) so it was nice to actually work for someone else who could like vouch for me Mm -hmm. and just sort of like shuffle um patients my way and then after three years I was sort of afraid I was like you know how many of these patients are going to follow me to my own practice I was estimating like Mm -hmm. 75% and it's Mm -hmm. like pretty much 100% yeah like unless it was someone who was just seeing me because they couldn't get in for an appointment with her Mm -hmm. like if it was someone who was seeing me regularly they were like oh yeah you're my lady now like Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna follow you wherever you go how did your
1: mentor feel when you struck out on your own
2: um it was it was at that point actually It worked out in a strange way in that, like, right before I started my own practice, for the six months before that, I had started kind of, like, putting the wheels in motion, Mm -hmm. like, going to look at office rental spaces and, like, starting to think about my marketing and starting to think about branding and what my name would be and all this stuff. And then she actually came to me and was like... I think you should start your own practice. Oh, I, wow. I, I was like, like, go fly. Whoa. Are you psychic? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so it worked, it worked out really well. And I mean, part of that was because like the way her business is structured, she realized after three years, like employees are a bad idea. Cause mm-hmm. like she's a private corporation. It's really expensive. Like apparently she was paying all this money in taxes. And so mm-hmm. like, it just didn't work out for her to have an employee. Right. And she basically like, saw me doing my thing and was like and also like I'm super independent and I think we're both sort of independent in our own ways so I would be like I have so many ideas and she'd be like stop having ideas this is (laughs) not my my watch not yours and so um it just sort of got to the point where I was like this is the right opportunity and um and so she luckily she let me just like keep uh renting space from her for oh, a few for, for months. Yeah. So it was like it was sort of weird because she I think she thought like I mean she was essentially firing me, but mm-hmm. I was like already putting the wheels in motion. So when she said that to me, I was like, Great. Mm-hmm. And I think she thought I was gonna be like, but what? <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, Do you wanna start this in like two months? And I was like, let's start it like in two weeks. I don't yeah. know. Let's go. Ooh. Like I'll drive I, like drove down to wherever the uh I don't mean office of finance or what, the place you go and get your DBA. Like, I was yeah. like, got in my car and I was like, I'm doing this. Done. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? Love it. So yeah, it worked out that basically I stayed in her office for like another, uh, like nine months, like subleasing space from her. And then, um, and then I moved into my own office, which at the time, um, was sort of, like, a temporary space for, like, this new office that I just moved into two weeks ago. Nice. Um, It was just super delayed because it's a brand-new building, and it had, like, a bunch of construction, and construction in L.A. is just, like, insane. Everything Mm. always gets super delayed. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, a year and a half overdue, and so basically that's the space I just moved into um, is – finally ready. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, yeah. So I've been in three offices in the past year, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, Cause I'm, I'm finally in my space. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. Um, so you see, so do you think like what percentage of, can you like break down the people that come to you? Like if they come for fertility, do they come for like, like what other things primarily do you who comes to you?
2: <laughs> Who walks in your mm-hmm. office doors? Yeah. Um, I would say at least like 75%, 80% is, if not fertility, then reproductive health. Okay. And then within there, like over 50% is like specifically fertility. Mm-hmm. But in that 75 80%, sometimes it's like, I went off the pill. I'm not ready to have kids yet, but I want to regulate my hormones. Or yeah. like I'm, you know, having issues with ovarian cysts or with fibroids or with irregular cycles, whatever it is, um, somewhere in the realm of like treating their reproductive health. Yeah. And then that other last, that would be like 25, 20% of people. I mean, it's sort of a big wide array of people cause it's there. Some of them are women I used to treat for fertility or during their pregnancy. And now they come in like when they sprain their ankle. Mm Yeah. Um, some of them are, digestive health. Some of them are anxiety, depression, um, mental health stuff. Um, and then a lot of just like orthopedic aches and pains. Um, especially when it gets, when it's something that's either they're trying to avoid surgery for Mm -hmm. or, um, or like a weird thing that nothing else really works. Acupuncture is great for that. Like what? Well, just like, you know, a lot of times I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, a lot of times there's just like not a lot of treatments in Western medicine. Whereas you walk into an acupuncture's office and they're like, Oh yeah, that like we could treat that. Like mm-hmm. one of the, one of the things that I treat sometimes is um, ganglion cysts, which sound gross, but you probably have one right now. Where? <laughs> <Project my tongue. laughs> Where is it? <laughs> um, they're these little like fluid filled cysts and they usually pop up around, like I have some in my jaw, mm-hmm. but they usually pop up around joints. And so mm. like if you overuse a joint a lot, that's the only time you even really you- notice It's like if you have one in your joint and you're moving the joint all the time, then you notice like it's sore, it's it swollen. But it's just like this little like bulby knot sort of thing. Hmm. Um, like my dad had one on his thumb, and like that mm-hmm. was the worst place to have it, so yeah. he just yeah. had it removed. But yeah. um, but besides surgery, there's not really any other treatment. Mm-hmm. And so acupuncture's quite effective at like helping them to stay small again it can't get rid of them yeah but it's the only other thing that actually like helps reduce them so they're not so painful and bothersome Mm. um also like certain types of pain um like neuropathy nerve pain like sometimes if it's like a weird tingly pain or like a pain that they went to the doctor and the doctor's just like, we don't know what that is mm-hmm. by <laughs> you're probably lying. Yeah, exactly. Take these insane painkillers the every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then like, if the only option is like, you know, take like opi- opioids, then yeah. like a patient's like, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll look into mm-hmm. acupuncture. Yeah. that's so interesting. It's just like... like fibromyalgia. It's really good for fibromyalgia. Oh, oh I bet. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of those things that they just kind of say a lot of times, like, Okay, take painkillers and be yeah. asleep half the day. Mm. Like, no, oh, thank you. I'm oh, just going to be in pain. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, how does acupuncture work, like in a very layman's terms? terms? Yeah. My so questions p- are on point. Sorry, <laughs> I have a <laughs> pro interview. I think it's you're hot. killing it. Oof. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, the, so, we think of the whole body as sort of like, we call them meridians or like acupuncture pathways. Um, like channels is another word we use, mm-hmm. um, and the easiest way to kind of think about these is like, like train tracks mm-hmm. or like I sort of imagine like the subway system, um, because there are each organ inside of our body has uh, internal external branches, mm-hmm. so they have branches that reach inside and l- reach the organs, and then it wraps all around different parts of your body, and then there are these external branches along the skin. So, like, you know, for example, on the arm, we have, like, the large intestine channel and the lung channel and the small intestine channel and the heart channel and the pericardium channel. Um, and so if you think about it in terms of, like, a subway system, it travels all over the body. It can move energy from, like, the head to the toes, but you can only access, access it at these these, like, you know, like the subway station, you can only mm-hmm. access it at these points. Okay. So it's not like, you know even though you have this long channel, like you can you can't grab just it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, you have to find the spot where the chi the is the energy, is like most accessible, mm-hmm. most either superficial or like sometimes you have to go a little bit deeper to find it. But that's where you're kind of like tapping into the energy of the body.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: the needles just basically regulate what's going on in the body. So they're not really like, some people think like, oh, is there something on the needles? Like there's nothing mm-hmm. on the needles. They're just like surgical stainless steel. But they're kind of, Release valves so they can let energy in or out of the body depending on what you need because we always look at things uh, in terms of balance. So we're looking at like, is someone too hot or too cold? Do we need to warm them up or cool them down? Does someone have too much energy or too little energy? Are they blood deficient or... Doesn't really happen, but too, they have too much blood. That's not really a thing. Too but, much blood. <laughs> I got all this blood. <laughs> what do I do with it? Take some, please. It's like a bean bag. <laughs> <laughs> bean bag full blood. <laughs> Woo. Well, yeah, you can't really have too much blood, but the blood can be stuck. Yeah. It can be like stagnant. And so, yeah. especially with pain, it's like you want to move it because it's stuck in this joint or in this mm-hmm. muscle or in this tendon. And basically, the needles are just a way of kind of like, alerting the body to this area so that the body can heal itself mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. there's inflammation there like an acupuncture needle has been scientifically proven to reduce inflammation yeah. Wow! Um, it's it's also been proven to stimulate the part of the nervous system that helps us relax mm. so in the the autonomic nervous system is basically the part the branch of the nervous system where it does everything that you don't think of mm-hmm. like how fast you breathe and are your pupils dilated are you sweating are you more alert or sort of more out of it. Like the, that's the autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And in within the autonomic nervous system, there's the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And mm-hmm. the sympathetic is like, everyone's always heard of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, fight or flight. Um, that's when you're like, shit, I have to survive the next few minutes. I have to go, 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 go. I have to mm-hmm. like, I'm being chased basically. Like uh-huh. that's the way evolutionarily our body understands that part of the nervous system, but most of us are just like that's hustle, baby. <laughs> that's Monday. Oh, God. drink God. your coffee and go. Wow. I wear <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people get locked into this like sympathetic, like that's what produces anxiety and that's what produces mm-hmm. these stress conditions and hypertension. Is like we get locked into like something's wrong and I've got to just like keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other so that's a sympathetic. Um, I don't the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system, which like it seems like no one's ever heard of, is it's called rest and digest. Um What? What? <laughs> what? Sounds right up my alley. I know. I love those <laughs> things. <laughs> things like that. And so that's the part of the nervous system that basically is like when we're sleeping, when we're kind of chilled out, like right after we meditate or do yoga or um, or acupuncture is one of the things that can kind of literally like a switch, like turn that part of the nervous system on. Mm-hmm. So it's particularly good when people are habitually in the fight or flight zone and they yeah. kind of forget how to get into the rest and digest zone. Like so often people will say... Um, like I'm bad at meditating Mm -hmm. like I'm bad at yoga I can't calm down Mm -hmm. it's like well no you're just not used to it like you just have trained your body to get be in this like hyper vigilant zone right and it's really hard for you to calm down and so you know and again this is like the balance this is like the yin and yang balance Mm -hmm. is if your life is very young very go 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 very busy then you can't just be like why aren't I good at meditating? It's like, you okay. have to practice meditating. Mm-hmm. You have to add some yin into your life to balance the scales a little bit. And so that's why acupuncture is really effective for those types of people is because it's sort of the switch that like turns their brain off. And so after, you know, acupuncture needles are typically only in for like 20, 25, 30 minutes, but afterwards people are like really relaxed mm-hmm. because they're sort of, they're basically the part of their nervous system that would be activated by like a day at the spa or like a really deep meditation um, has just been turned on. And they're like, sometimes people are like totally zoned out, like confused by how relaxed they are (laughs) um, because it's really effective at that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. God, it's so great. It's
2: fascinating. So you, obviously you're a
1: Westerner, grew up in the States who has a foot in, I mean, you're, also an Easterner um what would you say our Western world has so completely asked backwards that it's ridiculous?
2: yeah, good question I mean, one of the biggest things is just like this whole misconception about like how women's bodies work mm-hmm. and like just not talking about what's going on with women's bodies, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I think if men had menstrual cycles like you know it'd be, be like, on oh. billboards yeah no. <laughs> there would be like. Oh my God. Sitcoms about like yeah. their yeah. menstrual cycles, like there would be so much information, we would be saturated. It'd be uh-huh. well, think about it. There are so many commercials
1: for erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. which happens to men usually later in life. Mm-hmm. This like there are aside from birth control, there are. N- no advertisements for a woman, yeah, you know, about like, hey, this happens to you from 13 until you're in your 50s. Mm-hmm. Just ignore it till it goes away. <laughs>
2: oh or like if you complain about it,
1: you're, you're a bitch. A bitch. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> you're a big bitch. It's mm-hmm. not your hormones. Nothing mm-hmm. normal is happening to you. Right. It's just that you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Learn how to be very amicable. Yeah. <laughs> oh or...
1: Or go away. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, or please leave us alone. Just leave us alone. (laughs) No,
2: and you
0: must see too, like so many pressure and stigma put on women. With all of your clients coming in, and like, and what what do you think women are like most concerned with? That we kind of have to break down. Like, is
2: it more fertility? Is it more like what you know? I'm doing something wrong. Or or, yeah. yeah, well, and I I think there's, I mean, there's definitely like a lot to be said with like you know in terms of just lifestyle and diet and things that, like, when when I get into it with my patients, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're sort of surprised. But I would say also just energetically, like, there's – I think, like we were saying before, there's so much fear. There's so much stigma surrounded f- with being a, a mother mm-hmm. that all of a sudden, like, you're supposed to suppress it, suppress it, suppress it, and then you're supposed mm-hmm. to jump head first into it. So I think yeah. that's really hard for a lot of women too is, like, this transition from – um but there's this um it's called the triple goddess sometimes and it's like this idea of like the maiden the mother and the crone mm-hmm. or like sometimes it's called like the wise woman um but and i like crow. I love <laughs> crone <laughs> i love crone because again uh-huh. like so so the idea with with the triple goddess is that maidens are like you know like freedom and like they're allowed mm-hmm. to sort of do what they want and like it's it's sort of so, so, sort of supposed to be like when a woman first becomes a woman, like after puberty, and she's sort of like free and easygoing, and she can like choose a partner, and mm-hmm. she can like be sexy,
1: <laughs> and
2: um and in our so, like so often, especially evolutionarily, like this would last like two years three mm-hmm. years and then they're like there's a baby inside yeah. of you and um and now we like stretch it as long as we can oh, yeah Are you kidding where me? we're like yeah we're like God. a 42 year old maiden that's right and it's like <laughs> that's cool too like i i i feel like every woman should be able to identify which with whichever part of the triple goddess that they want but the problem is like there's this hyper focus on like being a maiden and like if you're not Mm -hmm. sexy then you're nothing and Mm -hmm. if you're not an object like for men to ogle at then you are you are in a garbage can like go away and then even like this idea of motherhood is like um it's like a lot of women when they when they transition transition into motherhood it's like this fear of motherhood where they're trying to get right back to being a maiden it's Mm -hmm. like that post baby body where it's right. like forget that you had a baby it's yeah, exactly. like well, no you just transitioned into like yeah. a whole new different woman like you yeah. don't have to like then take the st- big step back to being a maiden and mm-hmm. be like i'm not really a mom mm-hmm. though i'm sexy Look, i'm still cool <laughs> <laughs> God, that's all why did I... <laughs> not even sexy well <laughs> it's also because there's just like such there's so much like weird stigma my uh, stigma around like what type of mom are you and there's like mm. so much like mommy judging mm-hmm. and like Yikes. like what who do you become when you're a mom like what does that make you uh-huh. and then especially the the next um the next step to being a crone is like especially in Chinese medicine like the the whole idea is that like as your fertility wanes your wisdom waxes and so like as like we call it um jing is like sort of fertility and then shen is like your awareness your consci- consciousness it's mm. like as one declines the other one increases oh. so by the time you get to cronehood it's like you're a wise woman like you sort of like tell it how it is like mm-hmm. you're still you you can embody all three phases where like you can still have some maiden in you you can still have some mother in you but you're also sort of going to like not deal with anyone's shit and you're mm-hmm. gonna sort of like tell it to someone straight and like you have all of this wisdom and that crone gets like translated in western or Western culture as like she's a witch mm-hmm. she's trying to kill you <laughs> <Un-fuckable> <laughs> witch. yeah she's an ugly unfuckable <laughs> witch who might right. like use a magic spell to make you yeah. think she's fuckable Ooh. but then she cast a spell on your dick <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so demonized That's it's as it so Halloween.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> buckable crone yeah buckable crone
2: i'm here to cast a spell on your
0: dick bro yeah. oh my god uh, yeah it's true costume. i mean it's it's so like it's so cut and dry it feels like in the western world yeah um and yeah
2: and that, and it feels like so hard to navigate it's mm-hmm. like how, what do, what am i if i'm not the perfect version of each of those right yeah. and also like there's no clear-cut like now I'm a maiden, now I'm a mother, now I'm a mm-hmm. crone. It's like it's all bleeds into each other. So it's like be a little crone today. Sure. Like, yeah, be a little maiden tomorrow. Yeah. Like especially with your cycle, literally it's like you're more of a, like a maiden when you're menstruating, you're more of a mother when you're ovulating, you're more mm. of a crone in your luteal phase, like premenstrual phase. So it's like you can embody all of these things and you can kind of like Be whatever version of a woman you want. Mm -hmm. But Western society is so about like keeping women in boxes and like, if you're not this, you're that. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you're that, you're doing it (laughs) wrong. Yeah. Exactly. You're a bitch. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Can we have some free medical advice? (laughs) 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 Now is this the time on the podcast where we ask you a favor? Sure. (laughs) Anything specific or just general? We were joking about you checking our tongues for real. (laughs) Yeah. I can check your tongues. Um, Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first since I joked about it. Okay. okay. much. <laughs> um. Okay. And should I take a picture for the? Sure. P- take a picture. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What
2: the fuck? I'll take a picture. <laughs> what the fuck are we? The fuck are we doing, a- doing right <laughs> now? Well, I can take a selfie to get close. Oh, perfect. Yes, a tongue selfie. Holy tongue shit. Selfie. God. This is. So you want to do the- full tongue? Yeah. You got full tongue. And actually, turn your head towards the window so you have more natural light on your tongue, because shadows and ar- artificial light are gonna change what it looks like. I can really get my scab right here. Good. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let me get a little closer. A lot of LaCroix. <laughs> a lot of Today. bubbles. Mm-hmm. You actually have a pretty good looking tongue. Yeah, girl. <laughs> you heard her. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit on the dusky side, a little mm-hmm. bit on the pale side, especially the okay. edges are pale. Yeah. So, um, I what that it says, yeah, what it's, <laughs> <laughs> men have told me this before. <laughs> um, what that says is that basically there's like some blood deficiency going on. There's also some blood stagnation going okay. on. Um, and when it's on the edges, it's particularly liver blood deficiency. Mm-hmm. Cause you have pale tongue edges. Um, so if I had to venture a guess about your mm-hmm. menstrual cycle, I would mm-hmm. say you probably have like a lighter flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and, um, and like, like longer too. Yeah, like I just like, feel like it's never. It's like, hey everybody, Hi, on. <laughs> <laughs> so it like it um like it it doesn't turn on turn off. It sort of tapers for yes, a long time. Yeah, God. and that's the puffiness too, because you have just like a little bit of puffiness in your tongue. So that's a sign that basically like. There's this sort of relationship between the liver and the spleen, and the liver is mm-hmm. responsible for holding blood and circulating qi, and the spleen's responsible for um, making qi and blood out of the food that we eat. Mm-hmm. And so when the spleen is weak and causes puffiness and paleness around the tongue, that's usually when we see... Um, the longer cycles, like we ca- we call it spotting. Mm-hmm. So sometimes is it just spotting at the end? Sometimes they're spotting at the beginning know, too. It's been
0: a little weird because I also started on like started using the ring and then I got off of it. It's like, Ugh. I hate but the now Me too. <laughs> I had an IUD again. This is a different. I talked a lot about my uterus. so I won't uh, do so today. But do just it, finding babe. the right uh, type of birth control is a very challenging
2: yeah so. it is and even in me saying I hate the new ring that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's wrong for everyone some, no some women love the new yeah, ring yeah and it worked for me for a while but yeah. I, I just I gotta, I'm still still
0: figuring it out thankfully I'm not having sex so I got time <laughs> you hear that boys?
2: <laughs> how about Shit. that as an
0: advertisement <laughs> come on down the water's I'm, fine she's gonna put a spell on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> um Lindsay, you want to get your trunk tongue checked sure i'm a little nervous
1: yeah no don't be nervous i'm always like i have cancer <laughs> so you have cancer tongue <laughs> i'm dying yeah time to cut
2: it off
1: just waiting for somebody to tell me i'm dying
2: <laughs> no i would say your tongue also looks pretty good oh i um, not dying i again Sort of similar, like a little bit dusky, a little bit pale, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit also on the puffy side. Ooh. So sort of the same things, mm. like spleen, liver, kind mm-hmm. of not talking to each other. And then you have this crack down the middle, Okay, which um, yeah. it's a pretty small crack. Like, it's not like a big, fat, deep crack. But sometimes that can be what we would say, like, oh, I keep doing that. That's That's okay. um, we would say that can be caused by heart yin deficiency, which, like, basically can point towards like anxiety, insomnia. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a fortune teller yeah. <laughs> trick. <laughs> so crazy. Um and I just saw like the tiniest bit of like redness on the side too, which is like a little bit of heat in the liver. What does that mean? Sometimes it can pop up around ovulation. I ovulated yesterday. <sighs>
0: Fucking look at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you have some
2: like lottery numbers you could get? I wish. I wish I had some lottery numbers. <laughs> All I can tell you is about your hormones. I oh, know. <laughs> cool. The biggest
0: lottery number. Um, that's so interesting. Is there something that you can recommend for women our age, like that we should be doing, or you think that maybe we're not, like something that's overlooked, maybe like something simple that we should? add to our diet or like any kind of like just generalized thing that maybe you don't see as much, but you would like
2: to see more in people in our age range. I would say, I mean, one of the things that I've found is, um, even just like, I mean this, the stuff that we've been talking about is sort of like understanding the phases of your cycle and like Mm -hmm. moving with them rather than against them. Yeah. Especially like the first, two days of bleeding typically Mm -hmm. like take it really easy don't try and exercise like don't Mm -hmm. try to be a hero like Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. like relax your body is bleeding all Mm -hmm. basically all of your hormones just bottomed out at zero yeah so just chill the fuck out for a few days that's a nice option also like around ovulation and the week leading up to ovulation is Mm -hmm. often when women feel like really good Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah go out and like or even a lot of women will say like that's when you're most confident so Mm -hmm. like even me <laughs> Even you, Rebecca. Wow, all right. So, like, you know, planning that time for like, if you're gonna do a talk or if you're gonna like do an interview or something like that, like that's a good mm-hmm. time to do it. Did you schedule this correctly for your ov- no, ovulation? No, I didn't. I'm starting my period, so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a little off next time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then the the mid luteal, like pre menstrual phase, is when it's just like, just stay at home just don't try to do anything like you're probably going to be a little bit more hungry so just eat more like nutrient dense foods those eyes light (laughs) up like that's why i eat everything yeah well and a lot of people think cravings so it's like a lot of people think it's just potato chips and sweets and like ice cream and that's not i mean yes you might be craving like more junk food but also just like you have it's think of it as like autumn before the winter of your period so it's Mm -hmm. like your body is like banking reserves like yeah. your body's getting ready to bleed so it's like I need more calories yeah so for me it's like I'll eat a bigger breakfast I'll put avocado on everything like yes mm. sometimes I'll like go get soft server like whatever it is like your body yeah. wants more calories during that time okay so just let it have more calories don't be like I'm a fat weirdo like mm-hmm. just eat more calories and then typically like when you get your period is when like you might be a little bit less hungry and it's not as big of a deal because it's like that's when you're that's what your body was kind of gearing up for yeah um i would also say just as a, like an easy thing to add in for anyone who is experiencing irregular cycles or painful cycles or hormonal stuff even just taking um a prenatal like it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like you are pregnant or you're mm-hmm. trying to get pregnant you can take a prenatal because it, ha- it it's designed to have everything in it that your body needs to function properly Mm -hmm. so especially i usually recommend whole food based um prenatals so so things that are made out of food rather than synthetic because Mm -hmm. a lot of people have problems metabolizing synthetic vitamins like especially Mm -hmm. we hear all the time about like you need folate or they say you need folic acid which is not really true you need folate which Mm -hmm. is a b vitamin but folic acid is so much harder for like most of the population to metabolize Mm. so yeah you can throw a ton of folic acid at it and you'll metabolize some of it, but you can also just take folate and your body's going to metabolize a lot more of it. So I usually recommend to do, like, Mega Foods is a brand I really like. Mm-hmm. Garden of Life is another brand. And the only downside of those is you have to take three a day. Mm-hmm. You have to take it with, like, every meal because mm-hmm. they're you're getting more out of it. It's yeah. made of food um, versus a synthetic vitamin. But even if you need to take a synthetic vitamin, like, that can be helpful for a lot of women. Yeah. Um, especially if you just feel like you're not really getting – like if you're ten towards vegetarianism or veganism, and you just don't feel like you're getting all the vitamins you need, mm-hmm. or if you just like don't pay attention to your diet, then it can be helpful to kind of like have that as a little, a little boost. Cool. And mm-hmm. I think you told me forever ago, if you
0: like put your vitamin in water, and if it doesn't, maybe not. Oh no, um, I didn't tell you this. Oh no, if, I don't, if it doesn't, I don't think so. we might have talked about it at that class. Then. I feel like maybe we, did, or maybe I just someone talked about it at the class. I feel like it was perhaps, but if it doesn't, um. Um, what's the word that I'm dissolve. looking for? Dissolve is the word. Uh, in like 20 minutes or so, like it's not,
2: it's not gonna dissolve in your body. Is yeah, that? okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, because so many synthetic vitamins, not only are they like absolutely made in a lab versus mm-hmm. like vitamins the reason we discovered vitamins is because they're in the foods that we eat Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm. but um and so you can just like take vitamin rich foods and like, create vitamins out of those mm-hmm. um, but synthetic vitamins are like manufactured in labs and then a lot of times have like weird binders in them too mm-hmm. so especially if you have dairy sensitivity wheat sensitivity corn sensitivity you might be sensitive to t- to taking vitamins that are full of a bunch of fillers
0: yeah yeah oh, totally um Okay, this is the time for the question. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're... I want to make sure we're on time. Um, okay, so if you had any, any advice for young girls, like being, you know, healthy or or feeling more confident, just like, like across-the-board kind of umbrella advice for women coming up as a boss bitch, um, what would that be? It can be more than one thing or just one thing, whatever you feel.
2: I feel like just like knowing or like getting comfortable with the idea that like you are not a weirdo or even if you are a weirdo that's fine Mm -hmm. because so often we were talking about this before just like women feel like they're put in boxes and they're supposed to be one type of person especially even with your menstrual cycle it's like Mm -hmm. knowing that like you're cyclical Mm -hmm. like you're gonna change you're gonna have different emotions Mm -hmm. you're and all of that's normal like, yeah. you don't have to try and be one type of person to, like, fit what you think other people want you to be. Very cool. I love that. I know. And especially the more you talk to other women, it's like, it normalizes it and you realize, like, oh, yeah. We've all like just been hiding too. from each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, we thought that, like, father would disapprove. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, actually, we're all in this together. We're in yeah. the trenches. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, well thank you so much we're gonna plug your practice and and your blog and everything absolutely um, our intro and on our instagram and all that stuff yeah this has been so informative though
1: thank you thank you you guys yeah Yeah. Yeah, good all right well thanks for listening everybody and we'll catch you next time Saya, saya 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 (laughs) saya bye